Hey guys, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Women's Triumph Through Life. I'm JR, aka Juwan. Um, I thank you guys for joining me. Thank you guys for listening. I continue to thank you guys for all the messages that you guys continue to send in. Um, I thank you for your support. Thank you for listening, you know, to my story. Um, This chapter right here is chapter three. This chapter right here, I think, is the most significant chapter in my life. You know, Um, I think it's like the chapter that's borderline, you know, borderline before I cross over into like the bad, bad things, you know, I don't know. It's kind of hard to explain, you know, but I know this chapter right here means a lot to me, you know, and it's a big part of my life is basically what I'm trying to say. So, um, yeah, let's jump back into it. So yeah, Valley View, Valley View, BBC, you know, (laughs) um, if y'all know me, y'all know, you know, grew up in Valley View. If y'all was my neighbors, my cousins, you know, Corey, Lil Rob, you know, BBC, Gabriel, I hear you, bro. George, you know, we was BBC, you know, and so I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, I was 10 years old when I moved um, to Nana's house, man. Um, and like I said, I remember that night it was raining and Uncle Sean had dropped us off. You know, and um, once again, my mom had lost us. And instead of us going into the system, my Nana, you know, stepped up, you know. And Nana is a term for grandmother. Nana was by far, she wasn't our grandmother. She was like our second cousin. I think I mentioned that. But to us, she was Nana just because the way she treated us. You know, it was her vibe, her style, who she was as a woman. Everybody called Nana Nana, you know. Uh, She was like everybody's Nana, you know. She would, you know, feed everybody, you know. She was known for cooking. She was known for her food, you know. Um, So that's who Nana was, man. Um, So I remember that first day walking into Nana's house. And um, I just remember everything being so big. Everything like the ceiling's been so high, you know, and um, I was I was amazed by it because I was like, hey, this is a big house, you know. But looking back at it now that I'm grown, you know, it was a two story condo that Nana stayed in, you know. But coming from, you know, Manchester and Broadway and South Central from like a little apartment underneath some stairs. To me, it was huge. It was a big upgrade. You know, and so that's where me and my brothers moved to. And um, I love that. I remember uh, that following morning, you know, when Nana woke us up and I smelled breakfast and I had never smelled that before. You know, there was days when my mom did cook breakfast when she had us, you know, but the type of breakfast that Nana would get down with was like eggs, bacon, pancakes, grits, you know, um, fresh fruit. Nana always had fresh fruit, like cantaloupes, strawberries, you know. And so that was completely different for me because I was used to waking up to, you know, a bowl of cereal and, you know, different things like that, you know, especially going through the different foster homes that I did go through, you know. There was most times I didn't wake up to anything, you know. And so Nana 
was definitely different. She was definitely a blessing, you know. And so um, I remember the first holidays, you know, um, Christmas. <laughs> Christmas was off the chain. Christmas was amazing, man. Nana had... Um, Every Christmas, Nana would get a Christmas tree and it had to be heavy flocked white and it had to be over, it had to be seven feet tall or a little taller. Um, but I remember it had to be seven feet tall, you know, and Nana got, had these great big Christmas trees. Her favorite colors was green and gold, green and gold. She would decorate her Christmas tree and her presents and all the wrappings underneath the tree was be green and gold and so that first Christmas um, Nana went all out on me and my brothers man and I had never experienced anything like that before you know just having <clears throat> you know so many gifts and so much love and everything that she poured into it you know and so it meant a lot you know it meant a lot and for me, you know, and my brothers, for sure, experiencing that first Christmas and something like that, it was definitely, um, it was definitely big for us and definitely a change, you know, something that we weren't used to. So um, that's one thing I do definitely remember. Um, obviously, her cooking, her cooking was definitely fire, you know. Um, my favorite Nana dish is the mac and cheese. You know, I don't know about all y'all that's out there that know my Nana personally um, and that, you know, that tasted her food. But for me, it was her mac and cheese, man. It was her macaroni and cheese. And she had some fire, fire, fire tacos. She hit down with tacos. Anybody come from all over and be like, hey, you know, Nana getting down and what's she making? Oh, some tacos? Oh, yeah. Say less. I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. Nano's cooking tacos. Everybody was there. You know, gumbo, Super Bowl gumbo. You know, her gumbo was off the chain. You know, um, she she was a, just a chef, but she was like the community's personal chef. You know, like not you couldn't go to Nana's house and not receive a plate. That's basically what I'm saying. Like she don't care who you are. She don't care where you come from. If you're friends of a family, she's going to ask you, have you eaten? You know, and um, cross your fingers that you say no, because she's going to feed you, you know, and that's who Nana was, you know. And so um, <clears throat> I went to um, San Marino Elementary, you know. Um, San Marino was, was, was cool because it was something different for me. You know, like I said, um, before San Marino, I was going to Manchester Elementary. And um, so it was a bunch of, you know, black kids and Hispanic kids. And to go from that to San Marino, where it's mostly, you know, whites and Asians, um, it was a culture shock for me. You know, it was because now all my homies was like, you know, different races. I didn't really have any black homies, you know. And so, um, yeah, so San Marino, but I, I, I kind of took to it, you know, and it grew on me, you know. And so, yeah, San Marino was cool, you know. Um, I remember uh, one thing that stands out to me the most about San Marino is the first fight. that <laughs> It was the first fight I ever lost in my life, you know, 
uh, the first fight I ever lost, the only fight I actually ever lost in my life, you know, and so it was by a dude named Charles, <laughs> and I hope he's listening, but uh, yeah, it was a dude named Charles Yee, and it was in fifth grade, no, it was, yeah, fifth grade, I think my teacher was Mr. Allen, and um, anyway, I don't know what happened, but uh, we was in line, you know, and I said something to Charles. And <laughs> Charles was a little Asian dude. And so I didn't think nothing of it, you know, especially coming from South Central where I'm like used to fighting all these black kids. Man, and Charles turned around, man, and punched me dead in my face. And I like I was and I tried to rush him and he gave me like two quick ones. <laughs> and the teacher jumped in between us and I think I accidentally hit the teacher and like he grabbed me. It was like, you going to the office, you know, and so he called Nana, and uh, Nana came and picked me up, because I was fighting, you know, but yeah, that was my first and only fight I ever lost was, you know, to Charles Yee, man, and so, um, Charles, if you're out there listening, what's up, man, it's been a while, um, but yeah, so, you know, man, um, San Marino, it was definitely a good school, uh, my sixth grade teacher, um, Mr. Ogawa um, definitely, definitely stands out to me. Um, he's one of my favorite teachers of all time. And, you know, if you guys know Mr. Ogawa, he was definitely a dope teacher, really cared about his students and stuff like that. So um, school was school was chill for me. It was chill, but it was shaky, too. I think in elementary school, I was kind of just getting passed along a little bit. Um you know, and teachers would contact Nana, you know, and say, well, you know, he has to get his grades up or he's, you know, failing in math and different things like that. And um, Nana, of course, would come down on me, you know, and um, ask me what's going on. You know, you got to do better in school type thing. And um, so, yeah, um, but it, I kind of just kind of got passed along a little bit. It wasn't until sixth grade I started doing a little bit good just because of that teacher that I had, you know. And so um, it was chill, you know. Um, during that time, I had a best friend, you know, my best friend. <laughs> He's still one of my homies to today, but uh, his name is George, you know, George Pollock. That was my guy. That was Peter Paca. <laughs> Um, George, man, that's my dude, man. And um, he was my first, first friend, you know. Um, and so I remember I would go to his house, you know. Every school was letting out and we'd go swimming at George Apartments next door. You know, his sister Alice would take us down to the pool, you know. And um, <laughs> and we would get in the pool and stuff and we'd go swimming, you know, and just have fun, man. And um I remember every morning before walking to school, you know, um, I would go to George's house, you know, and I'll knock on the door and his mom would come to the door and I'm like, hey, is George home? And she'd be like, Jorge. <laughs> she'll scream out loud like, Jorge. <laughs> and then she'll say something in Spanish. I forgot the word, but basically telling them that, you know, your friend's at the door, you know. And so, um, yeah, George is Peruvian man, and his family was um new to the states you know and so i was kind of like the first friend that introduced myself man and i since then i told him hey i got you bro you know just stick with me type thing and so we was kind of tight you know and so 
Um, I had George. I had a couple of friends growing up on Valley View, man. The homie George, Sam, the homie Sam Flores, man, that was my dude. Um, who else? John, across the street. Buki, what's up, bro? Um, <laughs> just like random dudes, man, you know. Um, I can't think. I know there's more, you know, Lyle from next door. Uh, who else? Um, there's a couple of them, you know. Obviously, obviously, my closest, closest friends was Aisha. Mm. If you from VVC, like if you from Valley View, you know Aisha. Aisha was with it, you know. That was that was Aisha was. She was the only girl that pretty much hung out with us, you know, growing up on Valley View and stuff. So, um, but she was cool. She was chill, you know, and um, <laughs> was just funny, you know. But she was like our sister, man, and she was real close. I remember her dad. Her dad had the little boxing gloves in the garage. You know, he had his whole little boxing setup, and. Um, one time he actually trained me for like a cool little couple of weeks. You know, I was in there getting down, boxing and stuff. And I remember Aisha would come out the house laughing, like, you know. <laughs> and I was like, what? I like it, you know. Um, so, yeah, um, that's something I'll never forget. And, you know, Aisha has sisters and her mom was amazing. Her mom was always nice and respectful and stuff like that. So, Aisha was definitely the homegirl on the block, you know. She was one of the original BBCs. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, growing up Valley View, it was, it was chill. Uh, for a minute, I didn't get to see my mom for a minute. Um, because when she lost us, she was kind of still out there, like, maybe doing her thing and whatnot, you know kind of struggling a little bit, you know, and um, I think for me, what I thought it was, was because of the man that she was chose to be with, you know, um, I feel like every time my mom would relapse or every time anything would happen to my mom drug related, it was because of that guy that she was with, you know, and um, I remember um, when my mom did get us back, there was um she would didn't have her own place but she stayed in this extended stay hotel um out in bellflower um and so she would get us for like a few couple of days you know and uh she'll take us to this extended stay hotel and i hated it still to today i hated it you know i hate thinking about it because I remember what went down in that hotel, you know. Um, one night, it was me and my brothers, you know, we were sleeping on the floor, and I guess her boyfriend had went out, you know, and um, he went out for a minute, you know, and uh, my mom was up waiting for him and stuff, wondering when he, where he was at. And I could tell she was anxious and stuff. But I wouldn't go to sleep until my mom went to sleep. That was just me. And I was the oldest of my other two brothers. So I would lay on the floor and pretend that I was asleep, but I wasn't. Not until I knew that my mom was asleep, you know. And so this night he came back and obviously he was on drugs or whatever. He went out there smoking and my mom was begging him not to go out again. You know, she was like, stay home, stay home, you know. And he's like, get off me, get off me, you know, and she's just trying to 
you know, basically get him to stay. And, you know, for her reasons and only her reasons alone, you know, she had feelings for this dude, you know. And so all I remember is I was kind of up and I looked up and I remember seeing him turn and he just punched my mom, man. He hit my mom with so much force. My mom fell back into the bed. And I remember my mom just, she screamed out. She let out a scream, you know. And um, I remember I jumped up. And my mom, see, my mom, the thing with my mom was she would get hit and she would get abused by him. But my mom was always ready and willing to fight back, you know. So when he punched my mom, I know my mom went after him, you know, but he had already went out the door and exit out the door. And so um, I looked at my mom and her nose was bleeding. You know, he busted her nose. And so the police came, you know, took a report and whatnot. And, you know, my mom being my mom, she didn't want to press charges or anything, but they had to transport her to the hospital that night. I think I was like 11, 12 years old during this time, you know, and um, I remember the next day, um, I think um, we had spent the night that night at Auntie uh, Bernadette's house. The next day we went to visit my mom in the hospital and I remember her face being swollen, you know, I remember her face being swollen. I remember, ah, man, I remember crying. You know, I remember looking at my mom, you know, and she was crying and she was trying to hide her face and her lip was swollen and her eye was swollen up and she couldn't really talk, but she was crying, you know. And so that's some of the the tough things I remember, you know, about, you know, going to visit back again with my mom. So, um, but yeah. So back to Valley View, you know, um, Nana um, just made it made it that much better, made our childhood that much better, man. She shielded us from, you know, the negative stuff that we were coming from, you know. And so and Nana, um, the thing with Nana, bro, <laughs> Nana wouldn't dis- she would discipline, but she wouldn't really spank you when we got in trouble. You know, like my brother Jamel, this little n- man, this little dude was so bad. He would go to Albertsons. Albertsons was right there. If you know Valley View, you know where Albertsons was. So my brother would go to Albertsons with a backpack, and he'd come back, and the backpack would be full of lead pencils. <laughs> and for the life of it, we didn't know, like, why this nigga, why he needs so many lead pencils, bro? And so <laughs> Jamel was just coming back with lead pencils. And, you know, um, in order to keep me quiet, I was like, hey, you got to hand over some of them lead pencils. <laughs> and then little Rob, the same thing. Papa was like, hey, I'm going to need some of those, you know. <laughs> so that was the only way we could stay quiet, you know. Um, so, but whenever whenever we got caught doing something bad, Nana wouldn't spank us. She'll hand out, and y'all all know, she'll hand out standards, <laughs> She would hand us out standards, bro. And so we'd be right there. <laughs> we'd be right there lined up in the um in the living room. And then I'd be handing us out standards. 
and I swear it was like being sentenced to jail, bro, because we'd be lined up and she'd be like, next. And she'll write out the sentence that she wants us to write. And then she'll name like a random ass number. (laughs) She'd be like, I want 1,425 of them. And then we'd be like, we'll look at each other and be like, damn. (laughs) And we'll walk upstairs with our head down, bro. And we couldn't come out the room until all the standards was done, man. And um, I think the person that got standards the most was definitely my brother, Jamel, man, because we'd be outside playing <laughs> and we wouldn't see Jamel. And, you know, the homies, George or, you know, Lil Rob would ask me, like, where your brother at? And I'm like, oh, that nigga got standards, you know. And so um, they'll start laughing and stuff. And then even some days, like, he'll come out and, like, Jamel will come out and take out the trash he like, what's up? Where you been? What you doing? You know? And he'd be like, standards. <laughs> and then go back inside the house, you know? And so um, it was the funniest thing ever. But, man, we were sentenced to life with those standards, man. And so um, that was one. That was one funniest thing ever, man. You know? And so going through... Uh, that and living over there you know I went to Walker 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 Junior High that was the junior high school I went to and Walker was chill man because I think that's when I met most of my day ones you know um at Walker you know um Antoine you know Eddie Eddie P um Miles Miles Green you know and obviously my cousins was with me Lil Rob you know and um so forth a lot of people Corey you know Corey Smith you know I'm just naming a few you know and if I I didn't name you you know my bad but um you know those is where I met my partners at man um and so Walker was chill you know Walker was also kind of tough because like I said I was even though I was I looked happy and I, I looked like I was an okay kid. I was still struggling, you know, with not having pops around or not seeing my dad and my mom's in and out of drug rehab and, you know, losing us and stuff like that. So mentally I wasn't there. And so I was failing in school, you know. And um, I think, you know, by me hiding my report cards every time they come, you know, and then I didn't really know anything about you know, um, following up with report cards and things like that. She'll ask us, like, how y'all doing in school? You know, oh, yeah, then I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting A in this, A in that, you know, just lying, you know. And I think, um, you know, she did her best to kind of make sure we're um, doing our homework, but not absolutely following through with it type thing, you know. And so, um, she had a light on her plate, you know, dealing with different things like that as well, you know. And so, um, yeah, but, you know, I went to uh, Walker Junior High, you know, and I think I was, <laughs> I was, how old was I? I think I was 13. I was 13 when I first lost my virginity. Um, and this is a little touchy, funny subject. But yeah, I was 13 when I lost my virginity. And um, I remember the night, 
because I was with Lil Rob and we was at Nana's house downstairs chilling on the couch. And um, <laughs> and so we had neighbors, you know, and they lived in the next door apartments to us, you know, off to the right of us or whatever. I forget the name of the apartments and stuff, but I remember the girls. And I'm not going to say any names or anything, but her mom's had left and was working night shift or whatever. And so she called us up and whatnot. And <laughs> Lil Rob was like, you down? You know, and I was like, yeah, I'm down to go chill or whatever, you know. And so, um, so yeah, we go, you know, and we sneak over. We hop over the fence. We get to their window. They open up the window. We jump through the window, you know. And so me and Lil Rob is up in there just chilling, you know. And so Rob obviously goes off to the side with the cousin and I'm like on the floor with you know the girl whoever lives there type thing and I was scared as hell didn't know what I was doing you know I had seen a couple of movies here and there you know so but (laughs) I just remember being nervous and and so little Rob was you know off on the bed and you know doing his little thing or whatever you know and so I remember I picked my head up and I was like, Rob. And he was like, what? I was like, I can't get it in. I told him, I was like, I can't get in. He was like, what? And he started laughing. I was like, I don't know, bro. Like, I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And so it's like, you know, basically he's just trying to tell me, man, just, you know, put it in and do your thing, you know? So we laughed about it, you know, and so. That night, yeah, I ended up um, losing my virginity and not to um, that young female or whatever, you know. And um, anybody out there that's listening, I don't condone, you know, what I did, you know, or anything like that. But like I said, I was just young teenagers, you know, living life on Valley View. So um, that was definitely a funny night, you know, that I went through, you know, and so... um, yeah, it was, it was, that was just how it was on Valley View in them early days, you know, junior high and, um, the situations that we were going through type thing, you know, but just having, you know, Nana, you know, Lil Rob, friends, you know, like George and, you know, um, watch over us, not only watch over us, but just, you know, that close knit friendship, you know, it's kind of what helped me survive, you know, mentally type thing, you know. And so, um, yeah, but Nana, um, Nana was definitely a loving, loving, loving person, man. And um, there's so many events that we went to, you know. I remember when, um, <laughs> I remember when Gangsta, you know, um, Terrell, Ongsta, um I remember when he took us to the snow for the first time, man. We had trips that we were gone and the snow was one of them, you know, and I remember he rented an Expedition and a Lincoln Navigator. It was all white. And we, all of us loaded up, man, Lil Rob, all the kids, you know, and um, we went up to Big Bear and Terrell took us up there, you know, and um, we had a blast, man. <laughs> and gee, uh, I remember a situation up at Big Bear and um, he's probably going to laugh when he hear this, but... Terrell almost got into a fight up there, man, with one of the dudes on the microphone. Because I guess, I don't know if it was Nana that was sliding down or she was going down the wrong way. 
but the little dude on the microphone was getting annoying, you know, and so Terrell told him to shut the fuck up. <laughs> when Nana was going down the hill, you know, he was getting on everybody nerves with that damn microphone. And so Terrell was like, sir, I'm going to whoop your ass, you know. <laughs> and then we all started laughing. And so, um, but Terrell was pressing him, you know, G was on him. So um, Nana was like, no, 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 leave him alone. You know, don't do it. Not here, you know. <laughs> But, you know, that was just who G was, man. He was he he was loving. He loved all the kids, man. Uh, Terrell loves all the kids, man. And um, that's one thing. If you know Terrell, he's he'll do any and everything for kids, man. That's just who he is, you know. But on the other side, he's also real, you know. And um, he was somebody that was like a father figure to me growing up during those times. You know, um, and he was busy doing this thing, you know, um, he had kids of his own, you know, um, but he always, you know, came back to the house every time he visited Nana, he'd check on us, too, and asking about how our grades was and stuff, you know, and but Terrell was hip to it, man. He was hip to it. He, you know, we were like, yeah, I'm I'm doing good. I'm getting A's and B's. He's like, yeah, where that report card at, though? You know, so he was on it. And um, so we couldn't really get anything past um, G, you know, Um, but whenever we did do good in school, I would say he rewarded us for it. And and um, the some of the finest toys that I ever had, you know, like I remember, I don't know, you know, whoever's listening and, and if you guys grew up on Valley View, but I had like this little blue, it was like a royal blue moped, man. And I had begged and begged Terrell for it for the longest time. And he was just basically, if your grades ain't good, I'm not getting it for you, you know, type thing. And so I remember uh, one year in school, I forgot what grade I was in, but I did good. I made sure my birthday was rolling around and he did that for me. You know, he got me something that I really wanted, you know, and that's something that I'll never forget, man. You know, and so that's just basically the early days of, you know, living on Valley View, you know, and going through it, you know, so, um, but yeah, we're gonna stop right here, you know, um, like I said, man, um, there's a part B to this story, so please, please join me again, you know, there's more laughs to the story, there's a lot more in depth we're gonna get, and, uh, part B is gonna be a little more, um, on the sensitive side of things, you know, a little more dramatic, you know, with some of the other things that I deal with, you know, on Valley View that a lot of people don't know about. So um, tune in to the next episode, man. And I thank you guys for listening. I thank you guys for supporting me, you know, and like I said, I only aim to inspire you know, out of all the things that I've been through and, and grew up with and grew up around, man, I just want to inspire the youth, you know, and um, yeah, just make sure that, you know, you guys share, you know, get the word out and whatever. And I really appreciate it. But um, until next time, man, you guys love one another, respect one another and God bless, man.